the bedpost podcast i'm your host as always aaron pym and what i like to do here at the bed ho- bed host podcast yep the bed hose <laughs> bed hose podcast <laughs> is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have a conversation about sex and sexuality with me um, but before I get to my super duper fantastic, sexy, fun, sadistic guest for today, uh, I just want to quickly mention my Patreon once again, everybody. Uh, it is patreon.com slash the bedpost show. And what I'm offering, I have three different tiers. Um, I'm offering, uh, what am I offering? A uh, little 30 minute podcasting episodes, just a solo mini apps about my uh, life as a pro dom and also my personal life as a polyamorous gal. I'm offering um, erotica that I've written and recorded for you. So we're getting some fun audio erotica uh, fiction stories. And also there are some fun sexy pics and videos too. I'm uh, collaborating with a lot of cool other SWs here in Toronto and some uh, fantastic photographers and videographers to boot. So you're going to get a bit of that as well if you join the highest tier. So, um, you know, whether you've just come across me or my Dom persona, or you've been a listener of the Bedpost podcast for the past, you know, three and a half years or so, and you want to throw me a couple buckaroonies a month, you can do so at patreon.com slash the Bedpost show. That said, I have a really fun, fantastic, lovely guest for today. Um, You know, we did a couple episodes about a month ago where I was featuring some of the Ritual Chamber dominance, and we're still going. We still got more dominance for you. I've got a few more that I've got to cover, so that's exactly what we're doing today. We're going to continue that series with the Ritual Chamber's Pro Switch. That's right, everybody. Sophia Scarlett. Hello. Hi and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really stoked to, I'm mostly anxious, but stoked to be here. I love talking to people. It's the thing I like doing. I'm happy to have you here too because, um, you know, we get the perspective of a lot of dominance, but we don't really hear about pro switches. So I'm excited to talk about your switchiness. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about my switchiness. Because I'm really switchy in person, it's nice to be able to offer that at the dungeon, too. I like being able to play on both sides. And it's not even, like, one side or the other. It's sometimes, depending on the scene, I get to kind of play on the spectrum of it. And, like, hierarchy. I have such trouble with that word. Oh, my God. Anytime I'm trying to talk about polyamory in that Mm -hmm. way, like relationship chaos versus I'm like hierarchical <laughs> is that even hi- hierarchical hierarchical <laughs> am I even saying it right I don't even think I am I don't think I'm saying it <laughs> I always avoid that word yeah, just don't <laughs> yeah guys we're professionals um <laughs> yeah um I'm a switch as well in my personal life I don't do it professionally. Um, I think one of the reasons maybe I don't, well, I've just never had the opportunity to. Um, maybe if I brought that to Shehirzad, that might be a thing. But Because both as subs! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. But the thing for me, I'm like, I'm very picky as a bottom, so mm-hmm. maybe I, I wouldn't be the best professional mm-hmm. bottom or sub. I can see, yes, I think you need to be pretty open to be like, to pl- be able to play as a pro sub just because people are going to come to you with whatever different things that, and you can always say no, like you can always say no, like sure. even as a top, we're, we, we, I say no to stuff. We say no all the, like no, yes, you can say no whenever something doesn't feel right, whenever something's not the thing you want to do, you're not comfortable with that sort of play, like we all have our boundaries. Definitely. Um, I think I'm comfortable playing as a pro sub just because... I am very open to trying new things, and if it's not something I've done before, chances are I want to try it. 
Um, plus, I'm a masochist, and I just like being hit. I like being played with and used and... All the things. All the things. Trying different... Yeah. See, I think I'm, um, I'm really open to trying new things. I think exactly what you just said, that that's me as a top. Mm -hmm. You could literally bring anything to me and I'll be excited about it. Um, and you know, find something valuable in it. Like for me personally to Mm -hmm. enjoy it, enjoy the session. So, um, yeah, I'm like into everything basically. I'm finding that too as a top, as a top, I'm even more like there's little, I don't want to try as a top. Yes, me too. Um, I'm just, if someone's excited to try some sort of play, something they are excited about or is new to them or whatever, I love just the idea of being able to bring that to life, like, and learning new skills. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, like, the only time really I'll say no, unless it's, like, a hard personal boundary about Mm -hmm. something um, or a boundary of, like, our house, Mm -hmm. the only reason I'll say no is because I don't have the skill set. Yeah, exactly. But I still want to acquire the skill set at some point. I'd love to be able to offer needles. No, I, I mean, personally, I'm so squick. That's, like, my one... That's I'm a hard so limit. squicked out about it. Yeah. Which is frustrating, actually, because there's someone I want to play with who's into needles, mm. and it's like, I know it's so hot that you want to poke me with needles, but also, can really, we not... Really can don't we want really to. not do that? <laughs> How um, about topping needles? Same uh, idea, still get... It's still pretty <laughs> squicky to me, yep. but I found myself being more excited about, like, more... Um, delicate play I guess like Mm. sounding or micro bondage Mm. or like just things that require a little bit more finesse Mm. and I feel like needles are exciting just for that very directed energy it's a very fine skill yeah yeah exactly but it's still it's is it the blood thing I don't know if it's the blood or like actually because I like blood like I don't have a problem with blood I just so, like, for example, knife play you'd be knife okay play with. Knife play I'd be okay with. And needles, no. But needles, for some reason, they just... That's fair, because we, we all have had a needle in our yeah. lives. We've all had needles, <laughs> and we all have hated having a needle. <laughs> like, when we're young, going to get a vaccination, getting blood taken, like, we all hate that, most, most of us. That's true. I wonder if needle fetishists actually like that. enjoy going for their shots. They're like... Time to get some of that. <laughs> that sweet, sweet <laughs> needle adrenaline. <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like some people do. I, th- I think I've... I listen to a, a bunch of different, like, kink podcasts. And actually, recently, two of my favorite podcasts were talking about, like, tattoos. It's funny. We're, we were... You and I were pre-recording just talking yes. about tattoos. Um, but also, like, needle play, uh, temporary piercings, all that, all that kind of stuff. Huh. And... Someone uh, on, I believe it was off the cuffs that I was listening to, you know, they were kind of like the nurse or whomever was saying, oh, you know, you can look away or, or whatever. He's like, oh, no, I want to look. I want to <laughs> no, watch. I want to see the stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they have like something about like actually seeing the blood go into whatever vessel oh, it's going into. Like the me. me too. The pulling. The blood pulling out? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Though I will, I'll try needles. I'll try needles on my back, on my upper back. Yeah, I'll try needles. I still have not, but I'm open to it. I'm wondering if, like, I imagine, I feel like I probably will try it just because I need to get over it and I don't know what's, because I don't mind tattoos, like I love tattoos, I've got a couple, and I want more, and needles in that sense don't bother me, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like when I first got into kink, one Mm -hmm. of the first demos I saw was oh. a needle zipper. Oh. And I think that might have, like, just... <sighs> that's a, <laughs> lo- a lot. That's intense. And it was intense. A needle zipper. Yeah. So are they, um, you know, content warning for anybody <laughs> that this is already bothering. Um, so are they, with a the zipper, they're ripping them just right through they the flesh. Zipped it, they zipped it right out. They yeah. ripped it right out. So it's not coming back out the way it's, it came in. It is just being ripped right off. I mean, I think they were very surface. Shallow, yeah. But still, still. It was... Yeah, that's an intense scene of witness. Yeah. Yeah. Did you unintentionally, like, come <laughs> upon it? Like, yeah, I, I was just going to a It was just like... A party. A party. And they were doing... It was like a anniversary party, so it was like a... A big party. Big, big big deal sort of party, but yeah. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Uh, yeah, but anyways, all this to say, yeah, for me as a bottom, I'm not a masochist. I enjoy pain. 
when some as a form of service Mm -hmm. like I love doing things for a top or for a dom and I like making myself go through pain or you know being uncomfortable or whatever for the dom like as an act of service so I like it in that way and I like the feeling after of like oh I got through it yeah good for me I'm a strong I'm a good girl all that kind of stuff I love that but I am not a pain slut like I'm not a masochist Mm -hmm. so I feel like I couldn't it probably wouldn't be a great idea for me to offer, like, pro-sub services. But I think a lot of people are into it just for the service aspect of it, too. Like, yeah. just having somebody to tell them what to do. Just having somebody to, like, play with. It doesn't, like... Yeah. Most of the play I've done subbing at the dungeon thus far hasn't been super... Like, I haven't had been super masochistic. I haven't... My masochism hasn't been Satisfied. taken advantage. <laughs> taken advantage of. of. Okay, interesting. So much. Um, so what kind of scenes do you find... Have you found yourself in so far? Because you haven't been doing this too long, right? Yeah. I'm still pretty new to it. So yeah. I haven't done a whole, whole lot. But when I do... When I sub at the dungeon, I am only available to sub in duos. So... With usually, another so ritual chamber dom. another dom there. Always. Also playing. Yes, every time. Yeah. Um, so it's they're booking a duo. So they're booking a duo. Say I'm I'm doming, you're subbing, and they're doing either. And they can either sub or dom, which has been fun because I've had a little bit of both of that so far. That's fun. Um, where if they're subbing with me, it kind of becomes the. I mean, in each scenario, it's different depending on the person I'm playing with. But there was one session where um, we were both getting caned, and um, see, I would be dying. I'd be like, hold my hand, because I'm actually dying. Well, see, you'd have liked this session then, because he ended up saving me from my caning. He got... I, I don't know why I did <laughs> Quotes. These air quotes. Unnecessary air quotes. Um, but he was like... He wanted to protect me from all of the... Like, that was part of his fetish, was being that, like, savior figure. And so... I'll take um, these for you. Yeah. He, he took the beatings for me, and he... And then... Yeah, got to really push his masochism and also kind of get that sense of being I, a knight in shining. Yeah, heart. I did the, that thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I rescued her from pain. I did it for you. Yes. My dear. Yes. <laughs> it was so sweet. It was actually really sweet. It was a very, like, it was a very hot scene. Amazing. Um, I mean, I love, yeah, I, um, I don't do pro sub or switch work, but... Um, anytime I get a couple, I'm mm. like, oh, it's so much fun just having three people in this it space. Really is. It's I'm... so much more to play with and people making offers. Like, exactly. Oh. And, like, and I think it is very much about like there being more to play with. Like when there's another person there, all of these ideas, actually, um, this reminds me of another, another duo I did mm-hmm. with, with Dali, actually, Domina Dali at the dungeon, mm-hmm. um, where I was kind of playing as a switch here, and she had this really great idea for a sub who wanted to play with some trampling and a little bit of bondage, and um, so she had him lying on the ground and tied me up on top of him so that I was trampling, so that, like, I was supported by the rope, but still my weight was on him, and I was just kind of being made to walk back and forth on him mm-hmm. and distribute my the pressure as I saw fit, oh, and we cool. and she put like a clothespin on my tongue and had me drilling on him yeah. during it as well, which was really fucking hot. Holy cow! Um, and would you have necessarily come up with that? You know? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, exactly. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing. And since then, I've played with rope and trampling a little bit more. Yeah, and a lot more actually, because it's just so much fun and it just makes so much sense to be able to have that support and that stability in in the rope. Yeah, because anyone, if you've ever done a trampling scene, like, I've got to be by a surface, you know, because, you know, it's not the most easy thing to walk on someone's back or, or face or, you know. Not exactly a flat plane. Yeah, you know, so, and if you're in heels. Oh, especially, oh. especially in heels. So I've got to be, like, holding on to something. So that's fantastic that you're, like, anchored to the exactly. ceiling or what have you while doing it. It makes perfect sense. And it doesn't hurt that I love being in rope, so... Yes, rope also. Drool. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so (laughs) along that line, I have to say, so we did a photo shoot together. We did, you know, we did a bit of a scene, like, for a photo shoot, but Mm -hmm. it was... uh, I I had the pleasure, because you and I have not duoed yet. Yes, that was our first time kind of doing... Duoing. And it it was a lot of fun. Like, I love seeing your energy in play, and, like, 
Oh, you were, to me, it was, it was all you. To me, you were so creative. Well, you you just kind of gave, so going in, you were like, we're doing this scene, uh, and our victim yes. wants, <laughs> wants some bondage and some school bullying, and he likes gross, cringy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I feel like Sticky is one of the grossest. Yes. And... It just made sense that there had to be some kind of candy, some kind of sticky gum yep. situation. And so that that was just the thing. And we were just it's playing genius. with that. And it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's I genius. Loved it. Oh, you with that gum. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, when you put it like up his nose. Oh my God. I was like, I'm dying right now. This is too good. Like... <laughs> I do like the, I do like the gross things a little bit too. I think I'm really like sensitive around my nose too. I hate anything like wet around my nose. Like that's my worst <laughs> thing. Yeah, I feel like so many people are sensitive around their noses because it's just like the, you it's the want... center of your face. Yeah. You, you, it's hard not to pay attention to. Like and... for me, even like you had gum just kind of like on his nose <laughs> at one point. And even that would bother like I that would drive me absolutely insane. I'd hate it so much. And then you went up his nose, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Good times. Good times. And, um, because you are, you're a rope person. Yeah. So you did rope, like, from, he had, like, spacers. Oh, that, I, see, that's one of my favorite, like, because I never really know, I have a general idea of what I'm going to do when I'm playing, but... You don't know until you you have the person in front of you and they've kind of given you a sense of what they want. And when he's like, oh, I want it to be like gross and weird and cringy and bondagey. And he comes up out and he's got these spacers in his ears that are just perfect size for rope, like just easy access. And his face was already down because you were like uh, spanking him and leaning him into the into the into the spanking bench. Yeah. And his, and his face was just... His ears were right it was, there. It was right there. And I just had to tie his ears down. Oh and then God. it turned into tying his ears to his face. And then it turned into tying his ears to his nipples. I don't even know. Yeah, to his nipple ring. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I bet piercings for you. When you see someone uh, with piercings, you're probably just like, I yay. Love it. <laughs> Nipple piercings, especially when they're not, when they're like a proper ring. Yes. Because yeah. you can actually like pull on those a little bit better. Yeah. So, folks, if you have nipple piercings or any piercings, you should book me for play because oh. I want to take advantage of that. <laughs> yes, you're you're sadistic. <laughs> like I was like, yes, like I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm I'm getting a show right now. Yeah. Oh man, I That's great. I'm glad you thought so because I was love like you just have such a command of what you're like. Watching you play was, hmm. yes, I was, I feel like I was getting like a little creative, but your, your energy was just something else. Um, I, I loved it. You're and I, oh, thank you. It's very you. sweet. And I feel like that is, that is like the fun of doing duos. Like, yes, because half that shit I never would have thought of. I'm gonna. Am I gonna use it in future play? Definitely. <laughs> um, and like you know, seeing what you were doing, that like ignited new things in me. You know, like and I was totally playing off what you yeah. were doing too. Like you put him into a new pose, you start playing with him in a certain way, or like using your body weight, however you were, and that just leads to the. It just leads to a, the next thing. It just and, goes and, hand in hand, and it yeah. becomes such a nice flow of. Ideas, it's delicious, creative, creativity. Yes, sexual energy, creative yes. energy. Energy is sexual energy. Just I, energy. I always say yes. <laughs> Ugh, yes. I've had some fantastic, um, like uh, having like a couple, say like a male female couple. Mm. Um, I've had both where I'm doming the couple, mm. like they're both bottoming or subbing. Fun. And then I've had ones where like one of them is topping, so I get a co-topping scenario oh, over the so other. Good. Oh, I had the best schoolgirl role play session. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, it was so good. It might be. It's. I think it's my favorite session to date. Oh my god! Wow, that's pretty impressive. It was so what? good. I love that you do all the role like 
Role play, play to is me. Really not like not my jam. Oh, I'm so awkward is, with it. So it is so my jam. Feel your feel out your characters and really oh. bring them to life is something else for me, and it's so inspiring. Like that was one of the things when you were like, "Oh, let's do the the schoolgirl bully thing." I was like, "Um, I'm just gonna let follow your lead on that." And you're like, "Okay, we're gonna shove him into the locker and do this and that." I'm like, "Cool, let's do that." That's what bullies do. Yeah, bully. Come on, bully. <laughs> But no, tell me about this. Um, oh, this your new favorite social. So I was, uh, I was the principal. He was the teacher, mm-hmm. and she was the uh, just this this little this little <laughs> naughty little thing, this dirty little slutty mm. like little schoolgirl. And, you know, he just didn't know what to do with her anymore. Like, she's talking back. She's rolling her eyes. uh, She's distracting the other kids. um, And he just doesn't know what to do with her anymore. So he's brought her into my office. And um, we're going to have to see if, like, you know, if she's worth saving or not. (laughs) If she can prove herself to us that she deserves to be at this school. Um, Perhaps, you know, a little exchange can happen. Like... I can, you know, wipe out her her school record, her really, you know, all mm. all the bad things she's done could be gone, you know, if she's just Beat a that good slate clean, you know? <laughs> She could be a good girl for just this one hour, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> she does whatever we say for oh the next gosh. hour. I love that. Then we could just make this all go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hot. <laughs> See, I love and even just now, you're just, like just being able to put that into like create that story and really take me there. Like, holy cow! It was so fun. It oh amazing. gosh! Do you have a favorite session so a far? Favorite session so far? Are there topping gosh. or bottoming? All of them. I feel like every <laughs> single every single time I get to play with somebody, mm-hmm. it it just it brings something new out, and it's just it's so fun. But I think probably my favorite one so far was um, actually um, somebody came to me with um, a tape, like a duct tape fetish. And I think it was mostly just super exciting because he was, he was really nervous about it and it was his first foray. And and that's, that's exciting to me. When people are new, I love newbies. I love when people are like, this is a thing I've been sitting on for so, so long and I just, it's time. I need Mm -hmm. to bring it to life. Mm-hmm. And them bringing that energy and that excitement and that anxiety, like anxiety doesn't feel like the right word really, but just like anticipation, a bit, like, nervous and yeah, yeah. Anticipation. Exactly. And them bringing that and letting me play with it and like letting me have my way with it is just something else. And so I think that might be my favorite this duct tape, this duct tape. He, and it was, so, and it, and that's the thing is that it doesn't have to be anything too crazy like he was really just looking for to be gagged he just wanted to be gagged and feel helpless and bound a little bit and he wanted to he wanted to to be forced to talk through his gag that was like that was the whole thing so we spent an hour and a half wrapping his head up in duct tape and making him count and I was playing like this and I actually borrowed this from you a little bit you were talking about a ditzy dom once yes and I was like that sounds sounds perfect um I like I like this idea and so (laughs) I was playing this ditzy dom type who was forgetting what number of rap we were on what was that I can't I can't hear you like speak up and um I think we got to like Almost a hundred. Almost a hundred. Just wraps around. And I was getting so into it. I lost track of time by the end, and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, I know. Crap. We're, we're out of time, and I've got all this tape on the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting so into it. Um, oh, no. That's a major issue I have, too. Oh. But it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you were actually talking about having tr- trouble keeping track of time. I do. I and really do. And it's not do. easy. Like, it's not. Especially, I feel like you and I have been lifestyle players for a mm-hmm. long time. Where you don't, you're not looking at the clock as a lifestyle player. Never, never, never. Uh, never. The scene finishes when it finishes. Exactly. You're just like letting it, ha- you're just seeing what happens and letting it go. But then playing in like a professional setting where you're um, like catering yep. this scene and creating, curating this timeline of events event yeah it's it's so it's it is it is a little bit weird and it's definitely taking some some practice to 
Um, master. Master. Me too. But. Me too. Because you also have to leave time for aftercare exactly. and cleanup. Exactly. Yeah. And you've also, you know, had a five minute to 10 minute chat a off the top. intro talk. Yeah. So like that doesn't leave a lot of time if they've it's only booked really an hour. Not. Yeah. It's like. Suddenly me- you've got like maybe half an hour for intense play and then a little 15 minute come down, a little bit of, or five minute build up, five minute come down. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I'm still. I'm I still know. Like, wait, how much time? <laughs> wait, do that I? sounds a lot like math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But I feel like that's something we'll get better at, for sure. As as time goes on, that'll Mm -hmm. be something that'll come a little easier. Yes, I think so. And, like, I did post about it recently, actually, looking for anyone who who had any thoughts on the matter, any of the the doms in our community who might have suggestions. And it seems like this is something a lot of of pros actually struggle with, because you do have fun when you're playing. I mean, we're all playing as pros because it's something we enjoy doing in yep. our personal lives. Um, so it's hard not to get caught up and get lost in this in this playtime. And also, um, I just feel like I don't want to look at be looking at I the know, clock every two it's, seconds. It kind of like, like takes you out of the... Yeah, it is. It, it yeah. really does. It takes you out of the moment. I don't want to be like, focused on the clock. I want to be focused on, on you. I'm with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so even when I know, I'm like, okay, I feel like I should be... I still can't, like, force myself to look at the clock. I know. Like, literally, <laughs> sometimes it's even, like, in my line of sight, and I'm still just, like, yeah, uh, trying to tear myself away from what's happening. To, yes, like, to look. Wait, what, what time is it? Yeah. What are we doing? Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I've got to, like, drill that into myself. Before I start, I'm like, okay, I need to finish at this time. Yeah. Like, so to give them 10 minutes, you know, to, cool, like give them a bit of aftercare yeah i want to take a shower i'm like okay 10 to 10 to i like drill that time in my head i think that's probably the best approach is just to not worry about just set your final your finishing time instead of worrying about figuring it out over the course of step by step just Mm. knowing what time you need to be done with by might probably helps A lot, I imagine. <laughs> a little bit, at least. I mean, you still need to pay attention to the clock to see when you're at the finishing time. Exactly. So that's something. If you're right in the middle of very intense play and you look up and it's 10 2, you're like, shit. Well, dang. Okay, I gotta give them. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pull this cock out of your ass. Yeah. Get you cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dom life. <laughs> Hashtag Dom life. That's rough. <laughs> Okay, we're already we're already at halftime here, so let's take a little bit of a break. Um, we have some fun sponsors for y'all listeners to listen to, and we'll be right back with more fun uh, talk about rope, about switching, about pro sub work. We have some questions as well from the Twitterverse, so we'll be uh, right back in a couple minutes with the lovely, the sadistic Sophia Scarlet. take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame free when it comes to pleasure and play check them out at their website oasisaqualounge.com Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Designed by Dallas Dominatrix Mistress Petra Hunter, the Sissy Kit provides all-inclusive training packages designed exclusively for sissies. 
So whether you're a beginner sissy or a full-blown sissy slut, these kits are perfect for those of you looking to spice up your play. These kits are also a great fit for those of you new to the lifestyle or those of you too nervous to visit a dominatrix. Kits are shipped worldwide with flat rate shipping and purchases are billed and shipped discreetly. To get started, visit thesissykit.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym, and I'm here, of course, with the lovely pro switch of the ritual chamber, Sophia Scarlett. Hello. 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 Again. Hello again. <laughs> um, so we have some questions Exciting. from this Twitterverse. Yeah. You know, we may have already answered some of them, yeah, but, but we'll see if see something new comes to us um, or... Or what not? Maybe we haven't answered them too. Let's uh, start with with uh, at subguy01. Uh, this is a lovely person who I know fairly well, um, and he's got a great question for us. He says, "As a sub in a scene, I believe you need to hand control to the dom to some degree. Yet, as a professional sub, I would think you would need to be the one who keeps the scene under control in mm-hmm. terms of safety and whatnot. Am I right? Is there any tension that results from that? And how do you handle that? That is a really good question. Yeah. And I think we might talk about it a little bit more hypothetically. Yeah. Just yeah. because, um, like I said, at the dungeon, I mostly just offer uh, submissive services in duos. So we kind of already have that um, safety net of sorts. And that's why we don't, we don't only do them as duos, is to keep that safety net. Like, while we do have a pretty good um, screening. screening process, you can only be so vulnerable with somebody that you don't know. Even in pickup play. Even in, like, personal, personal life. life. In pickup play, you never just dive into pickup play. It's, it's yeah. always you kind of have a little bit of a discussion, which we do... And the scenes at the dungeon, too. We have our little safety talks, our, our limits, boundaries, what we're comfortable with, what we want to push, what we might want to push. And you kind of ease into it. And thus far, I've been lucky that no one has tried to just dive straight into something super crazy or, like, start wailing on me the first second of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I pride myself on being able to maintain communication over the course of the, over the course of the scene. If not like full, um, I can't, if I, even if I'm not taking myself out completely out of the scene, just being conscious of my body and being aware of what's going on enough to, to, to keep red light, green light sort of awareness. Yeah. Happening. Keep, just keep thing, just make sure we're all on the same page and, Mm -hmm know that we're not going too far. Um, and you have the other dominant there. And there's the other dominant there to help kind of guide things and make sure things aren't going too, too crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in that, in that case, you're, you pro subbing in this context with another dom there. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be that much different than pick up play because yeah. you're not fully like subspacing out. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have spaced out a little bit and I do space out a fair bit when, when I'm playing, um, especially as a bottom, like it's hard, it's harder, it's harder not to lose yourself in that, in that moment. Um, that's the whole point. Really. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. 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 And I feel like I'm cheating the person I'm playing with if I don't let myself go into subspace because then mm. they're playing with someone who's not fully who's not there. fully there. Who's not being receptive to the play that they want. Like usually, if someone wants to talk to somebody, it's because they want to to get that reaction out of them. To get that they want them like just lost in the moment, exactly lost in themselves. So I try not to keep myself completely vulnerable. Vulnerable, but I do I do try to let myself let go and be as much in the scene as I can, and mm. just remain aware of my body and remain aware of. Um, if things are going, if, if it's getting a little bit too much, which thankfully it hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. And again, that's very much because of the other Dom being there, the other Dom being there. Mm-hmm. But also when I'm, when I'm like, I also offer subbing as, so some people, if they want to book a session with me as a sub, it's either to Dom me or to sub with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also a lot of fun. 
because, like, we were talking earlier about the the scene where my knight in shining armor, <laughs> shining handcuffs, um, <laughs> rescued me from, from the caning, and so he was... <laughs> we won't talk about that. We were already talking about that. Oh, boy. Well, um, you were able to get a little lost. But, yes, I was able to get lost in that a little bit easier because I, I obviously... I, this was a duo with Shah, with headmistress Shahrazad. Nice, oh, amazing. Yeah, I've duoed. I've had the pleasure once of doing with her. Oh, yeah, I've I've gone to play with her a couple times so far, and it's delightful. Um, we were booked for a second one, but it was a no show. Oh, that's and it was medical. It was my fucking oh, favorite. He poor thing. He didn't show up. I, I really to do a to do yeah to do a, a duo with Shahrazad, and then it also being a medical play. And then for them not to show up. Terrible. Guys, don't don't do the no-shows. They Uh, hurt us. It's not in the fun way. My masochism doesn't enjoy being being toyed with. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't enjoy (laughs) being stood up. But, okay, so saying, um, however, so we're talking about, yeah, pick up play, yeah, professionally. However, say if you're subbing with a partner that Mm -hmm. you've subbed with t- lots of times before mm-hmm. perhaps then it's a lot easier because the person you you have a little bit more trust between the two of you you're able to you know that this person isn't gonna take advantage of having somebody who's willing to feel the full brunt of their their sadism you know that they're not gonna take it too far and they're gonna be a responsible top they're gonna yep. you know ease you into the play take you to the place they want to take you and ease you back out of it which Leave them the way you found them. Yeah. Yeah. Better even. Better even. Even better. Um, yeah. So. So I think, yeah, it's just a matter of having that open communication and talking about boundaries beforehand, making sure you've got a safe word in place, especially mm-hmm. if it's somebody that you haven't played with before. Yeah. Um, and I only say that because I I have some thoughts. My, my thoughts on safe words is that if it's not consensual, non-consent play, no should mean no. So if I'm playing with somebody and we haven't established that no doesn't mean no. Mm-hmm. Then you should wanna, be able to sh- say no and if, have if, the action stop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Granted, some people aren't comfortable just saying no, and they'd rather have a safe word because it doesn't feel it's easier as, um, as as much like a stop. But yeah, I'm 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 not a high protocol dom, so yeah. I I encourage subs to use their own words. Exactly. Use their own words, like okay, you know, we can have yellow and red. Yeah. Here, if you prefer that, but I would also welcome you to be like, ah, oh, that is like a little too much, or yeah, I need a break. Just me. say you need a break. Just say it. Say um, it's just beyond where you want to be. Like say mm-hmm. it. But yeah, that's a totally good point that not all people bottoming or subbing feel like they can use their own words. So yeah. maybe that's all they. Or sometimes you literally can't use your own words because there's your gag in your mouth. Um, so in that case, you need to have another signal. a safe signal. <laughs> a safe yes, signal. yes, exactly. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, like okay, so hypothetically, then if you do have some regular that is booking you as a mm-hmm. pro sub, mm-hmm. um, do you imagine that you could let go like a little more in oh, a professional absolutely. scene if you know the person? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, fact, ide- that's, that's ideal. That's ideal, right? Like, yeah. Either subbing or topping. Like, I feel like at, the more you get to play with a person, it's after the f- like third or fourth session that you really get yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. to the heart of things. Uh, the first time you play with somebody, you're just kind of scratching the surface. You're like, yeah. How does this feel? Do you like? Do you, do you like this? Do you like how that hurts? And before, you, gonna, you gonna take it? Yeah. <laughs> good. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, good. Okay. Uh, good. And before you know it, the hour's over. And exactly. that's all and you've done. Ta- and then your time's up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, or if it's you or I, it's past the hour. Uh, <laughs> just slightly past the hour. <laughs> just slightly. Just yes. gone a little too long. <laughs> Amazing. I think we answered that. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just scanning it to see. Oh, ha- is there any tension that results from you trying to assert your own boundaries as a bottom? And how would you handle that? No, I don't, I don't think tension would really arise just because I don't even know how to... Are you good at asserting your boundaries? I think I am good at asserting my boundaries, but I think it's more than that. Like, I am very conscious. I think I'm very much an empath and mm. conscious of how, um, or I try to be at least conscious of how what I'm saying is affecting, affecting or being taken by the other person. And especially when I'm subbing, um, 
like it's more than just an action for me. For it's like a it's like a mentality. I feel subservient to the person I'm playing with mm-hmm. um, when I'm when I'm subbing, mm. when I let myself go into that headspace. So I don't want to offend the person I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. Good point. And I don't want to cause tension. So I'm gonna do my best not to let that happen. And if even if they are taking things a little bit too far, I might like pout at you and be like, oh that. Oh. Poor me, like, can you you be a little bit nicer? And it's more um, playful, I think, than... That's so sweet, yeah. yeah, Like, I would be like, oh, of course, (laughs) oh. It works. (laughs) There you go. My God, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, um, we've got another fantastic question from, uh, this person has given us a lot of great questions for the pod. This is at Lauren the Corgi on Twitter. She asks, um, what differences are there for you between pro-doming and pro-subbing? For example, uh, headspaces, safety concerns. Um, that is a great question. Yeah. And it's so different. Like, yes. it's completely different headspaces, um, Completely different. I mean, safety concerns, I think, a little bit less because as a, as a top, you're concerned for the person you're playing with. You've got their safety concerns in your mind. All the time. Constantly. All the time. Like, you're constantly conscious of, am I, am I pushing this too far? How, let me, like... Let me check let in. Let me check in. Let me Are your sure hands numb? Exactly. You know? Um, yeah. Are these so, tears good tears? Are these the good kind of tears? <laughs> Which, you know, ideally, usually. Um... And as a sub, you're kind of doing that same thing just for yourself. You're checking in constantly with yourself. I, because of the bondage I do, um, I've already got, I'm in the practice of like checking to make sure my fingers are still like nerve, I don't have any nerve damage happening. Like Mm. I know what it feels like if things are going numb in the good way versus in the bad way. I know I'm in tune enough with my body to pay attention to that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you. You gotta, I mean, you gotta be. Chalk it up to experience. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And so safety concern wise, I think there's not a lot of difference. In both cases, you're on high alert, essentially. Yeah. On as high alert as you can be. I mean, it can be a little tricky when you're subbing and you're kind of losing, you're slipping into it, but that goes back into being able to trust the person you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of headspace, headspace. Um, yes, completely different headspaces. I feel like when I'm, when I'm subbing, I just want to let the person I'm playing with take control and let them have their way with me and push me in the directions they want to push me in. Whereas if I'm topping, I want to push you in the direction I want to push you and I want to make you squirm and make you uncomfortable and make you hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more than a little bit. <laughs> um, and... I want to make you hurt a little bit more than a little bit. <laughs> the sultriest tone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think they are very different headspaces. Yeah. Um, Is there one that you enjoy more professionally? People ask that, like, I've gotten that question a couple times, actually, and I, I really, it's not a matter of more. They're just so different. Mm-hmm. It's such a different space. I love being in control, but I also love giving that control up. And for me, it's not so much about the fight for control. Um, I don't like, because I'm a switch, it's easy for me to fall into either, into either role. role. Um, and if I'm playing with somebody who wants to, like, it's harder for me to force myself into one role or the other, if the other person's fighting for it. Whereas if I know which, um, if I know I'm going to be subbing, if I know I'm going to be topping, Mm -hmm. um, I can put myself into that headspace and just really go balls out exactly yeah just lose myself in it and yeah uh, it's yeah it's just so different i i can't say that i like one better than the other both of them put such different smiles on my face like (laughs) the smile of a sadist versus the smile of Of a masochist masochist. yeah one melts me and one elates me i it's that's beautiful yeah um can i tell a little story by by all means if, if you um 
tell me after if it's okay that I'm saying this. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a kink demo at Oasis uh, mm-hmm. for Sapphic Aquatica. I believe it was for Sapphic. Mm. And um, we had done, myself and um, Steffi Scarlet. Oh. Y'all, y'all related? Rela- is no relation? Um, Steffi and I had done a kink scene, um, and uh, we had gone, you know, up to the second floor, I guess, or the th- third floor, to um, have a little bit of uh, huggle time, snuggle, mm-hmm. snuggle, huggle, uh, aftercare time, and... Um, you know, we just kind of like snuck around a scene that was happening in the room. So we were like up on the play couches and there's a scene happening just like on the floor. So it was mid scene already. So this person was like, they had a hood on them and they were like all wrapped, all wrapped up. Yeah. And, um, two very sadistic co-tops. These lovely people were just hilarious how they were just (laughs) poking and prodding, uh, this, this, person and we were like wow this is a pretty like intense scene happening right now so while we were doing our aftercare for like an hour we were watching this scene of this person just being demolished by these two sadistic tops and um you know we're we're just about the the scene was like finishing so we're like okay we feel like we can like safely kind of exit the room without disturbing um and the hood comes off (laughs) and it's you in that wrap around my head and plastic wrap around my body. I was had no idea what was going on around me. And but I'd sometimes hear like this kind of familiar laughter. And I'm like, hold up. Who's and, but it was room? more near the end. Like I was already like kind of coming out of things. Um when I and <laughs> I just remember as the wrap was being taken off my head and you, and you were just getting so excited, like, oh my gosh, it's Sophia. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm You're so like, hi. And like, oh, 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 my gosh. We were honestly so, watching that scene for an yeah, hour and I had no idea that was you. That was, was so, so funny. It was so much fun, too. It was a really fun scene to watch. They were really fun just working on. Yes. Again, I with love- the. Duos. It's with the duos. Every time. Yes. It's just so much fun having somebody that you can play off the energy of and yeah. oh, what are you doing on that side? Interesting, interesting. Yes. I'm gonna, let me let me give that a little shot. And yeah. just the trait If you hate that, you're gonna really hate this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> or sometimes um playing on each other, like opposing each other's energies if one of you's being super mean and actually these two duo in this duo, yeah. um they one, do a good cop, them, bad cop. Yes, a little bit. One of them's a lot more sadistic than the other one. <laughs> and so sometimes one of them would kind of do a really mean thing and the other one kind of like give me a hug about it and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, they're yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked really bad. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Let me love you for a second. It's so sweet. Oh, I love that. Okay, and we have a second part of this question from Lauren the Corgi on Twitter. She says, has pro switching introduced you to any kinks that you haven't known about before? And then the second, uh, third question, what are some of your most creative slash unusual pro scenes you've done? So have you ever been introduced to new kinks? Actually. By doing pro work? As a matter of fact, I mean, not so much new, but it forced me into, um, so, okay, let me, um, I had a, I was subbing for somebody who'd booked me for... To, to sub at the dungeon, mm-hmm. and they wanted to, ex- they wanted to, it was more like a sensation play sort of thing, they were lo- interested in, um, like, exposing me in front of the other dom, and just playing with me, a little bit of flogging, a little bit of Wartenberg, and a lot of grabbing and tickling, and mm. I am so ticklish, like, so, so, so ticklish, and <laughs> once someone starts tickling me, it's, it it's gets that- to the point where, like, all of me is just... This super sensitive ball of... (laughs) No, don't touch me now. (laughs) Um, And this this guy was like, but I want to tickle you. Mm -hmm. And it's all in your head. You're not actually tickling. So he was trying to convince me that it was all in my head and that I could handle this tickling. And... It's a mind over matter. I mean, it was still really ticklish, so I think he was lying. 
But <laughs> it's a cool role play. But it was a cool role play, and it actually I was able to tolerate it. So hmm. maybe he wasn't a hundred percent lying. But there's something to but it. But there's something to it. Yeah, I was able to like, and I actually enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed um, forcing myself to like stay still for that um, for for him to for him to torture me with his tickling. Um, and maybe maybe it was partially that. Maybe it was just my masochism being like. Just think of it like pain. Yeah, yeah. Just breathe through <laughs> just it, breathe. Sophie. You'll get through it. Um, <laughs> just grit your teeth. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if that's, like, new necessarily, because I've been no, to that's it a, before. that's a new perspective. But a new perspective on something that I had otherwise almost set a limit around. I was like... Interesting, yeah. I'm not, I'm not super into being tickled. Because um, I, so... I have to say, during that scene that I watched... <laughs> You were giggling, like, non-stop for an hour. Um, yes. And, I mean, they weren't real, they weren't tickling you. They were doing a lot of pain. they were doing a lot of, I do process some of my pain through laughter. You were laughing the entire time. It was delightful. I'm like, this person is having a giggle attack. Oh, my God. They must be having a great time. And then it says, uh, yes, so the second part of this question was, what are some of the most creative slash unusual pro scenes you've done? Well, unfortunately, I haven't, I mean, I haven't really been doing pro play for so, so long. Yeah, neither have I. So, yeah, I think we actually both kind of started around the same time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, because I haven't been doing it too, too long, I haven't had so many new crazy requests, um, requests just yet, and especially because, like, my, my main focus is bondage and, like, impact and a bit of sensation play, that sort of thing. Rope. Of, you, yeah, you really rope like rope. especially. Yeah. Um, what do you get booked for the most, would you say? What types of scenes do you, are you doing most? bondage, impact, yeah. sensation, like just trampling. Um, yeah. Sorts of things that I get to tie people up. People who want to be tied up and played with, that's kind of, that's usually what I get a lot of. Yeah. A, little bit, a little bit of pegging. People like getting tied up and pegged. That's yeah. That's fun. Um... A little tied up in pegging. Oh. Not a great Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a <laughs> um. I have um, a favorite um, scene. Other, if it's like I have two scenes in my head mm. that are were really fun. That schoolgirl role play <sighs> was just epically that good. Was so hot. But one, a role play that was even more creative. Um, this was uh, another male female couple. And maybe I just really like male-female couples. Um, so fun to play with. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, okay, this was a person. The guy was is a listener, um, a podcast listener. So oh. hi, if you're listening right now. Um, We're talking about you. Talking about you. Are your ears burning? <laughs> so he was like, okay, I want to be... I want to pretend that you are, you know, screening me to do a podcast interview. Because oh. I've written a book... Oh. about sex sex and sexuality and but my book is like very very misogynistic <laughs> oh my gosh this is delightful <laughs> it's brilliant <This> so <laughs> yeah, okay go on please <laughs> so you and your producer who is the woman uh-huh. like, um you two are going to be screening me like for a potential podcast interview so you're going to be asking me a lot of questions about my book and um, essentially, you know, we're, you're going to start um, beating the misogyny out of me, essentially, Stop. by the end, uh, by oh the end of the God. scene. Yeah, it's too hot. <laughs> so this screening will turn into like an impact scene. He wants crying as well. Um, like he really wants to to get it uh, for creating this terrible book. That's amazing. That is so creative. <laughs> it's so and creative. I love it's something that could like happen in real life. Like I love that it had a bit of yeah, plucked out of yes. like reality and like placed in this hilarious scene where we're like most of it was us just interrogating him, him on a chair and being like, uh, "Is this normal?" And we're like, "Yes, it's <laughs> yes, normal." It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, do all the podcast guests do this? And we're like, obviously, obviously. <laughs> podcast wouldn't tie up their guests Yeah, first. tie to a chair and just and interrogate <laughs> about their own misogyny. And like, tell me again about this chapter of your book. Like, what was the title again? And oh my god. And he had a table of contents. Oh my god. He brought a hard copy that he That's handed out to both of us. So we got to like, be like, okay, so this chapter here. Like, oh. Elaborate a little bit on, you know. Um. Oh god, that's so fun. 
that is that is very creative. <gasps> oh God. I, I, I don't even know what I would It's I you... I was just blown away. I'm like, you are you kidding me right now? This is so good. Good for you. Fuck. Like and then I was like, oh, what a pleasure to play with this uh, person, like... Who's so thought out what they want. Uh, yeah. And has literally put a table of contents together <laughs> for you to draw information from, like... About this fake book. Oh, my God. Oh, literally like, giving us material. Literally. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, oh, my God. Like, yeah. So, do you have... We're kind of getting near the end, uh, unfortunately. So oh sad God. to say, that Sophia. Um, what kind of things would you like for people to bring to you, like for future sessions? Just the things they're excited about. I want people to, to bring the things they've been thinking about for so long. And I'm kind of, I mean, I mentioned already, I'm not super into the role play thing, but Mm -hmm. I do love hearing about this and it feels like something you could really build on and get creative with and, and play with. And I don't know, maybe, maybe Maybe there's something to that folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Throw but, some role play your way. <laughs> um, but mostly just, I want people to come to me and be like, this is the thing I'm excited about and I want to try it and I want to maybe be tied up while we're trying it. Yeah. Um, I'm really a very physical and kind of primal person, I think, in my play. Mm-hmm. And I like being able to to bring that out and be present with you and like, touch you and hold you and hurt you and if, if there's something that you want to try that would only be enhanced by more touching and holding and hurting and again rope um <laughs> <laughs> cough cough rope <laughs> cough <laughs> um yeah i feel like that's that's all i can ask is to bring me the things you're excited about yes yeah. Do you like what you do? I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> what is How your... Can, what's not to love about What is your favorite thing? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Getting to try new things. Kink for me, for so long, has been very much just... And not just, but rope has been like the central... Rope and bondage have been like the, cent- the center of my, of my kink for so long. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I... But I especially love broadening out mm-hmm. with that and especially like when I get to do duos or mm-hmm. scenes with other people who who have a different approach to play who play more with implements or who play more with with role play or who play more with humiliation or whatever it is that they're that they do really well mm-hmm. being able to combine that with with what I do I think is probably my favorite part mm-hmm. getting to getting to explore other people's and whether in duos or even, like I was saying, with people who, who haven't, who are still exploring for themselves and who have a thing they want to bring to life, just... Co-creating. Co-creating, yeah. Mm-hmm. Building on somebody, like, being inspired by other people and bringing that, and turning that into a beautiful... Scene. Scene. Yeah. That's, I think that's the... That's a great answer. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so lucky. <laughs> Do you have anywhere you would like people to follow you? Um, the Twitters. Yeah, I, the Twitters. The yep. Twitters. Yeah. What's it's your Twitters? The oh my gosh, I don't even know. Sophia Scarlet. Sophia Scarlet. Yes, Sophia Scarlet Eight is the Twitters. Um, I'm not so much of a social media person. Um, I do my best with it, and I like hanging out with the people on the Twitters. Um, and do my best to show off a little bit of myself to you guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did a, a photo shoot, that photo shoot yeah, that oh we were talking gosh. about. So we're going to be slowly releasing those Look photos. Look forward to that, folks. There's some really yeah. good shots. There was, that was so much fun. I, I loved getting to play with you there. Yeah. Holy cow. Agreed. 100%. <sighs> um, and Daniel James was so funny. Oh my gosh, like, yes! He, he's so funny because he's not really a gangster. Like... <laughs> He, he was such a noob about it, but he was so excited to try these things. He was like, yeah. and my favorite thing, excitement. Just be excited. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, let's do this. Oh, okay, what okay, do you want? Okay. Where do you want me? We can uh, do this. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He was so good. Oh, let's do something else. Okay, what next? Okay, oh. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my Delightful. god, so fun. Okay, so 
Yes, yeah, Sophia Scarlet Eight on Twitter. I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. Um, I'm at the Lady Pim One also on Instagram. Unfortunately, my bed post Instagram just got deleted this week oh, no. again for the second time. So, um, you can go to Bedpost Erotica on Facebook. That's still there. Uh, for hopefully that'll, I'm changing all my passwords too. Cause now I'm just oh, like absolutely you. paranoid. Like all my passwords. I'm like, make them all different and all really hard. <laughs> Not that that's why I got deleted, but you know, it, maybe it will help. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to figure out what I can do with Bedpost um, other than Facebook. I haven't made a decision yet, but there you go. Um, you can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Um, there's also bedpost.ca where you are going to have links to everything, kind of. Um, and uh, there's original music on this podcast. That is by Stephanie Copeland. Uh, you can check out our, all her stuff at Stephanie Copeland. Nope, at stephcopelandmusic.ca. And um, also, you know, we do a, a stage show, too, so you can see that. And that's this Friday! Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so stoked. Oh, yeah, so third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theatre. Uh, it's a great time, right, Sophia? Yes! Oh, my gosh, so I went to my first one last time, and I'm already, like, buzzing for the next one. Mm, thank you so much! Yay! So hope to see you there, people. Um, thank you again, Sophia! Thank you! This is so fun. Uh, and uh, thank you to all you all who are listening. Um, donate on the Patreon if you want to throw me a couple bucks. Pa- uh, once again, it's patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, love you guys. Love you, Sophia. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.